Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Are we live or are we recorded? No, we are always live because we are your information, education, and entertainment for the outdoors every Saturday morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. How's everybody out there in Radio Land to be part of the show? 423-267-1023. 423-267-1023. Got that very wide sound going here. Yeah, you're a little uh, sinusy this morning. Absolutely. A little drainage. and You know, nothing Nothing says November like sinuses. Yep. I've ne- actually never had them in November. Generally, I have them in October. Well... It was close to Christmas one year. We both ended up getting, like, oh, some true. weird sinus right. infection. We both sounded like we were singing bass for the uh, <laughs> New York City Opera or something. It was a good show, though, because we were deep. Yeah, that's when we, that's when we re-record all the commercials. So we sound, sound like that all the time. Red Eye Radio and Tony Sanders Outdoors. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Did you survive the holiday? I did. Um had a great time. Uh, showed off my knife skills. My mother was very impressed. In fact, she, I think she was a little bit scared how quickly I took apart a bird and uh, how much meat I didn't leave. <laughs> did, did you look like a? Did it look like a bunch of buzzards had gotten a hold of it when it was all said and done? Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, she made a comment at one point. She said, "Have you taken a butchering class?" I said, "Eh, kind of." <laughs> and she goes, "Well, you have been doing a lot of hunting." I said, "Yeah, pretty much. Yep, but." Uh, Took apart a bird from my mom and uh, did some traveling to Middle Tennessee. Uh, saw some family, had a good time, and uh, got back uh, yesterday afternoon. So was over in the Middle Tennessee area. Did not see, uh, saw one deer, and that was pretty much it the whole time I was over there. But it was in a field uh, somewhere between Manchester and Swanee. Hmm. So... It was just standing out there, just doing its deery thing. It has, it's, yeah, it's been weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other night, I was taking uh, Hunter home. I guess it was, I don't remember what night it was. Maybe it was last Sunday. That's what it was. It was last Sunday, taking him home, and get almost to Spring City, and there's these big sloping. Uh, media or right right aways, I guess, between the tree lines and the interstate, or, or the not the interstate, but the uh, highway twenty seven. Yeah, and we went to the curb, and there had to be fifteen or twenty deer. <laughs> and and what I do though is I always look at the time and figure out how I, that will relate to, you know, the deer woods, deer movement. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, but yeah, they were all out there just grazing away. Huh. Um, it wasn't really green grass either. It was more dried straw is what it looked like. But. Maybe that's what was on the menu for them that night. Although I, my deer hunt last weekend was unsuccessful for me, but I had a lot of fun. You should have been eating, uh, hunting over straw instead of a big, lush, baby-enhanced food plot. Yeah, 
that's exactly what I was hunting over. And uh, saw a the rule up at this place I went was uh, eight point or better. Does were wide open, so I'm thinking, yeah, doe, doe, come on, doe, 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 doe. No it, doe. Well, it, four point walks through the brush. It's so thick that I I couldn't have gotten a shot through there anyway. But I saw him, and I was like, okay, I'm seeing some deer moving. That I saw, and I thought, I'm seeing some deer moving. No, I saw a deer move, and that was it that evening. So got up early in the morning, had a six point uh, come in. He came right through the uh, lush green food plot he looked left just like he was crossing traffic he looked left he looked right and went straight across didn't even break stride he gently walked out to the edge looked and then shot across and i was sitting there trying to get binoculars on him quick enough to see how many points he had and he was gone gone but uh i ended up having to uh, leave after that hunt uh my friend chris stayed up there uh, for the evening hunt and managed a very nice eight point sure i leave i draw in all the squirrels i draw in all the small deer and apparently they go to his area where he dropped a really nice eight point exactly where i'd been hunting so uh my deer legacy continues of being the uh token set him out in the woods and that's where all the squirrels will go you are a squirrel magnet i am a squirrel magnet let's talk to chuck good morning chuck hey good morning how are you? I'm doing all right. Good. I got a question. Sure. Got a pond out in the neighborhood, and these geese, they're still here. They don't leave. They're still around. Why are they still protected? There's so many of them. I mean, seems like Chattanooga's inundated with them. What's the whole restriction on them and be able to a nuisance? They're a nuisance to me. I don't know what they serve, what purpose they serve, but... Anyways, how can you get rid of them or what or anything? Is there anything you can do do to them? Mr. Chattanooga State, <laughs> you're familiar with this yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, Chattanooga, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish they come to our neighborhood and, and get rid of them like they did theirs. Well, okay. Um, the one thing you can do is you can call uh, TWRA and, and or the, uh, Department of, uh, the uh, National Department of Natural Resources uh, and sometimes the, if if they are a nuisance species if they're uh sometimes if they're attacking people or dogs they can remove them and transport them and or um get rid of them from a certain area but um if obviously if it's in city limits you can't hunt them yes you can no, don't go there well it's not illegal to hunt in city limits okay if you're legally hunting you can hunt them period okay well i mean you can hunt geese Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought they were protected still or something, that nobody could touch the, them or anything no, like that. The only no. protected one is, um, uh, since I didn't get drawn for the Sandhill Crane, I haven't Whooping done Whooping Crane. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a goose. Wow. Oh. Um, Hold on a second. Is it, it's not snow, is it? No, snow geese aren't protected. Uh, there's there's one goose that is, I thought, protected. But no, the, the you're talking, basically you're talking about... Um, uh, resident now, resident uh, Canadians, aren't they? Yeah, the, the black resident ones. Canadians. Well, how come they don't leave anymore? I thought they left during the winter or whatever. Well, it doesn't get that cold here, and there's no, there's that, and <laughs> we don't mess with them. There's no predators around there. They've got food. They've got shelter. They got water. They moved in and decided to stay, kind of like a, you know. The, well, and and to to expand on what Rob was saying, you can get. Uh, predation permits where you can basically take them out 
uh, because of the trouble they're taking, they're causing. But yes, you can legally hunt them. Um, uh, and What's the uh, months that you're? I mean, uh, the season for hunting for geese. Do you know? It's it matches the waterfowl season, which opens up here shortly, uh, and then there's an earlier season as well. Yeah, the early season, I think, is already coming. Yeah, gone. The, early on. early season opens on September first and I'm, goes for fifteen days. I'm pulling that information up right now for the uh, waterfowl hunting season. Okay, is there any way to trap them? Where are you going to put them? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Adam, I, I, and I don't know that you could get them in a trap. I mean, unless you heard yeah. them, and then it's like the, you know yeah. the way they. The about the only way to really, I think, effectively trap them is much like they do turkey, where they use cannon nets. Yeah, get them kind of concentrated in an area and then shoot a net over them. Uh, All right, let me ask you this. Yeah, maybe you can answer this. Nobody can answer it. What well, certain purpose do they serve? The same one that mosquitoes serve. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they're a good food source, and I mean, they're they are prey species by coyotes and and other predators, but. And people, obviously, then people eat a lot of Canadian geese, and I'm looking for the seasons here. Hang on, they're not eating enough of them. That's for sure. <laughs> no, they're not. They're they, and they they have become a problem. I mean, uh, yeah. Anywhere you go, you see just hordes of them. Uh, what is it? Goose I mean, pond. Goose pond down out. in Alabama. Have you been down there? There's a golf course down there, and uh, it's just run over with with geese. Crazy. I mean, they—they, I mean, I don't know. They—they're worse than leaving what a dog leaves behind, and then <laughs> they, they eat your yard up. I mean, it's just and just—it's oh, horrible. I'm—I'm I'm stalling long enough that my my uh, my waterfowl guys will call in here in a second. Yeah, hopefully they'll call in and uh, help me here because I'm looking to see <laughs> here. Uh, wood duck, teal, teal ducks, coots, mergansers. Uh, well, well, Chuck, we'll find you some. Here we go. Can real answers. Yeah, I'll here keep on listening. Canada. I'll keep on listening. Hey, we got it. We found some. Canada goose season, uh, November twenty fourth through twenty fifth, and then De- That's today. Uh, yep, and wow. then December first through uh, February tenth. Uh, let's see here, and that's statewide goose zone. Bag limit is uh, three uh, per day. Per day. Possession limit is three per day. Uh, you can take white-footed geese. Brant geese, blue snow goose, and Ross's geese, which I've never heard of. I don't know if that's the the pain in the ass geese that everybody has in their yards, but <laughs> no, this is the uh, this is the uh, ca- Canadian geese. Yeah. All right, we'll get we'll get uh, right. we got somebody said they're calling in to provide factual information since we're struggling. Hey, great. All right, I'll keep on listening. Thank you, Chuck. Yep, no problem. What did we not provide that was factual? Well, allow me, please, to just provide what my mother likes to call constructive criticism. <laughs> and here is, we go. They are Canada. They're Canada geese. They're not Canadians because they are local. But the species is Canada geese. Excuse uh, me. What are they good for? Well, I mean, the Lord had a purpose to put everything on this planet, and it's God gave man dominion over the oh, plants yeah. and animals. Okay. So it's up to you as to what you want to do with them. Personally, they taste to me like a cross between that sm- slimy mud that comes out from underneath your boot waders when you've sunk it, you know. Okay. Like nipples deep 
in a big mud hole. Yeah. And you cross that with uh, two-stroke motor oil, and that's what geese taste like. Gotcha. Canada right. geese. So we're, we're now your your speckle bellies, which are are basically dabblers and grain feeders. They're actually fairly tasty. They're just a big mallard, basically. Well, Beaverman, real quick. A lot of those here. Hold on, just a second. Uh, so a Canada goose tastes like crap. Yes. Uh, so they're really no good for anything other than target practice. They are that. They make it a, a surprisingly rewarding sound when they hit the ground um, right next to you. Yep. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, there there was a former talk show host who's no longer with us. Yeah. Who drove a van. And uh, he and I had this great plan to go stalk the uh, Bob Corker Memorial Walmart in Brainerd. Yeah. For all the geese that don't realize that that's no longer a wetland. Right. And they hang out, and we, I drove by there one day and counted nine bands out of about 30 geese. Oh, wow. And so the plan was, Wally was going to drive his van, and we're going to put a camo curtain up. Yep. And just make laps around there and shoot him with bows and arrows. Gotcha. That never materialized, unfortunately. And probably, for, for your sake, a good thing. Well, I wouldn't be discharging a firearm within the city limits. Yeah, you can legally hunt. But... But, yeah, yeah. The, um, the goose thing is, is funny because, you know, 30-something years ago, it was a big deal to go goose hunting. Right. They were, they were rare, and it was like, wow. And then it's awesome. All these Canada geese come down. And, but they're here. They're here to stay. They're not going anywhere. And, um, you know, you get the bunny huggers out there at the lake that <laughs> feed them breadcrumbs and right. Cheerios and think that they're doing the world a favor. And they're not. So, bottom line is, and we got to go to break here, uh, you can shoot them and just add them to your trash can, which will help bring in... No, uh, no. You can give the, the feathers to Rob, and he can tie flies with them. That's true. That's true. They have a tremendous amount of CDC around their printing gland. They also have... Uh, I have been told... I have been told that they make awesome jerky out of Canada's. Now, I, I did do that once. Uh, and mixed it with like Rudy's Farm yeah. sausage, yeah, and it was palatable. Okay, huh? all right. Um, make them into jerky sticks. So hey, I'm heading to the woods. Thank you, Beaver Man. Thank, thanks for providing factual information for us. Any day. I will not refer to them as Canadians again. Thank you. Can I call them Canuck? I'm gonna go shoot Canuck go geese. Shoot yeah. What about Canuck geese? They're they're hockey players, is what they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, man. We'll be right, right back. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. 
If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping crew, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Thank you for joining us this lovely Thanksgiving weekend. Hey, how about some harvest report for Ranger... Dot. I will get it. No, I got it. I mean, I'm all over it. All right. Look at this. We have we have slammed the door on our deficit. We have indeed. This week, eighty-one thousand five hundred and eighty-eight deer versus last year eighty-one eight twenty-nine. A difference of only two hundred and forty-one deer. Man, we had a productive. Guns first opening gun season. We did. We did indeed. Wow. Because the seed opened what the twenty no seventeenth? Yeah. Yes. It opened the seventeenth, which was one week ago. We did forty three thousand deer this week. Sweet. The uh the outstanding fourth district of Tennessee Wildlife, represented by moi. Hamilton County up. 23. That's a turnaround. Mm-hmm. Bledsoe only down by 10. Bradley is up by 6. Uh, Grundy is down by 16. No, that's not mine. Sorry. Marion is up 77. Man, they're going fire over in Marion County. Would have been 78 if I'd been there. Uh, you were in what? Ma- Marion what? County if I'd seen What them. county were you in? Marion. You sure? Yep. You positive? Yep. Um, I doubt that. That's a long way from Marion County. It, it's it's I, I Swanee. You, I know. Swanee is up on top of Mount Eagle. Right. That's where I was. But that's not... Marion County doesn't go that far. Yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, McMahon, up 20. Meggs is down 20. 
They all moved over into McMahon. Yeah. Uh, Monroe is up 95. Man, what's they got out of the Bear Woods and started shooting deer? Apparently. Polk is down 38. They're still hunting bear. Rahia County is up 42. And Squatchy is down 32. And Hamilton County is at number 25 now in the state of Tennessee. So there you go. We fell from 13 to 25. We cannot compete with the volume of deer or the quantity of deer that they have in the flatlands. Plus, we just just can't do it. Plus, it's what three doe a day out there. Yes. So that's adding to those totals. Um. Yeah. And but I mean, mean, we just well, we just we just don't have the quantity of deer that they have, and nor do we have the ability to shoot as many legally so which if you shot it illegally you're not going to report it so there you go <laughs> pretty much so anyway so way to go guys mm-hmm. and ladies and children's uh jump up there and let's see if we can get let's let's see if we can mess everybody up by going over last year's harvest that would be great yeah then people would be like uh now what do we do <laughs> so well, uh, we reported last week we're on a record bear uh, run right now. So, you know, we got a record bear season, have a record deer season. Those would be two great things to have. All things are going well. been a lot of debates. I've been, I don't know if you follow any of the Facebook debates on the, uh, the deer hunting sites, but, you know, one, one, one buck, two buck, three buck, four, five buck, six buck, seven bucks more. Hey. You know, okay, Doctor Seuss. <laughs> that's that's been a lot of time. Uh, you, you you've had your nephew this or your grandson this weekend, haven't yeah, you? <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of debate on 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 quantity, quality. I, I don't know if you saw this deer that was posted on uh, Facebook by TWRA. It actually came out of Hamilton County. Oh yeah, I did see that one. Um, it was a beast. Wow. It was a beast. Well, let me let me rephrase that. The hunter was out of Hamilton County. I don't know that the deer came out of Hamilton yeah, County. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Is that out of Hamilton County, does it say? Uh, congratulations to Mr. Shackelford of Hamilton County. Uh, the deer has not been scored. Uh, they're going to try and score it. It's a, it's a hoss. It is a hoss. You know, there was some, um, of course, I get I get different, I get on text strings with some other commissioners around the state, mm-hmm. and of course they get, you know, just like I do, I get somebody sends me a, uh, a picture of a, a nice taken deer, and so I'll forward it to a few of the commissioners where we're, you know, doing things right. Right. And uh, there was a couple of nice ones that came in over the holidays. Yeah. There was a, I saw another one on the TWA's website had a, a really interesting drop tine on it. It was really good-looking deer. Um, I forget where that one out was out of. We'll see where it was. Um, but it was it had a, its antlers. I mean, it was obviously atypical, but it was yeah. There it is. Uh, look at that big drop tine. Right. Uh, let's see. This one was taken out of uh, Laurel Hill WMA. That's over in Middle Tennessee, West yeah. Tennessee. Uh, middle Tennessee, I think. So, uh, you know, we have quite a few. Twenty-one point. 
We have over a million acres of public land. Oh yeah. That we allow hunting on, um, and there's I, I get calls all the time. On, I don't know where that's at. You know, there was I got a, and, and and let me say, PSA here. There's a website or there's there's an application for your smartphone called TWRA on the go. When you call me or send me a text, I open up TWRA to go to look for the answer. Me too. Which means you could do that on your own. Uh, and I, w- I would highly encourage you not to look for answers after you're out in the woods. That's not the time to do it. No. I got a text yesterday and said, uh, I'm hunting in a spot. I won't even say what spot it is. And, and um, of course, we're in gun season, right? And uh, he says, is it is it legal to hunt here today? And my response was, it's a little late to be asking. <laughs> yeah. But let me look it up. So I looked it up, and I said, yeah, you can. Archery only. And I, I never got a response back. I'm thinking he was walking out of the woods. Could have been. <laughs> um, and it's like, you got to check this stuff out. But the app, it makes it so easy to do. And as long as you have cell signal, the app works pretty much. The actual hunting guide, which is what I ultimately ended up doing, I was at Sportsman's, Mm -hmm. Black Friday shopping for me. (laughs) The heck with their bales. But for me. And so I'm sitting there, and I, I pull up the guide. I take a picture of the area he's in. And I circle it with the the cool little noter imaging. Uh, right on the screen. Thing. Yeah, I think that thing. Yeah. So I circled it in blue and said, uh, there you go. But it just, it was kind of funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you might want to check before you go to the woods. So TWRA on the go. That's probably a really good thing to be knowing before, again, before you go into the woods. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, also, I want to point out, if you get on that Tennessee Deer Hunters page yep. and you take half the advice it's given or even more, <laughs> you're probably not getting the right advice. Yeah. Because some of that stuff is just outlandish. I mean, you can look at it, read it in the magazine, screenshot it, put it on there, and they're like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> that, ain't how, that ain't how it works. Oh, no. It's, I know. I, I get tickled in... Um, and every one of them know the regulations better than the wildlife officers that are on the page as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, that Daryl that I don't know how to pronounce that guy's last name. Yeah. He's apparently been with the TWRA at some point in his yeah. life, and he'll tell them, look, here, this is my credentials. I'm telling you what it is. Oh, no, Daryl, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Daryl, he, he, uh, he was the chief of wildlife for several years, and he retired or resigned from us and took a um, similar position with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, and he is now in New Mexico. Okay. Uh, and and he's a uh, he, very Tony, knowledgeable guy, very knowledgeable guy. Yeah. Well, Tony, I'm the guy that sent you the picture the other day. My boy killed that real good-looking ape. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sent to you on Facebook. Yes, sir. Oh, I saw that, too. That was a good-looking deer. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's just good-quality deer, and he, he worked his butt off for it. Well, good for him. Uh, that I I love to see when the youth get involved like that. I think it's oh he's all about it. That's all. It's baseball, football, deer hunting. I mean that's his life. Good for him. And I agree with you, Jeremy. The uh, 
the the um, the ten deer and t, uh, deer. There's there's like four. Uh, you really have to. Uh, I have to smile sometimes when I'm reading the, the comments on there. But, the, the, do you remember the one the other day? The guy said his neighbor put up a feeder on the property line to keep him away from the property line. Right. And everybody was like, well, it's not on your property. You're good. No, if you're 250 yards within, you know, that feeder, you're wrong. It don't matter whose property it's on. If you're within that distance, you're you're illegal. Huh? And we so, have, we have no distance rules in our rules. So it's just some of that stuff you get cracks me it, up. It is. It's and, and some people like to argue just to argue. So yeah, Superman. All righty, then. thank I'm you. Fixing to get off work and go home, take a nap. Well, I hope you have a wonderful uh, morning sleeping. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you, Jeremy. See. All right, we're going to go pay a bill or two, and uh, and he he is everything on Facebook is true, right? Yes. We we we'll be right back. Watching all my hunting videos. She's been itching, she's been begging, she's been wanting to go. I said, You gotta get up early. And honey, you ain't gonna like it. Cause you can't pee and you gotta be quiet. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Like a good neighbor is not just to say, and it exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging out with you this Saturday morning of hunting season, of holiday season, of all kinds of seasons. Fishing season. I went to, I, I went, I went shopping. I did, I went to Black, Black Friday. You're a braver man than I am. Um, but, I went to Sportsman's Warehouse, I felt fairly safe. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I understand that. Okay, I would shop. Okay, that's one store I would go to. Okay. Well, I, I bought, I bought stuff. Cool. Now the funny thing is, is I get home and uh, my wife goes, "Well, did you find anything really?" I said, "No, not much." Well, last night at dinner, I get this call from my my credit card company or my debit card company, and they wanted to verify some charges. Mm-hmm. They said they had some unusual charges. I said, okay, did you purchase? At a local sporting goods dealer, uh, $422 worth of merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then I think, it, I immediately think about what I told Kana. I was like, I didn't find much. $422 are not much. Well, I started doing inventory. I bought three boxes of ammunition, 
of various calibers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought some 30 round magazines for mm-hmm. ARs. And, and I bought a GPS. <laughs> no, you didn't find I didn't anything. find much. Nah, nah. You just found everything it, you needed. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> that it just, I'm like, oh man, that's sad. <laughs> it is. But I did, I mean, I, I, they had a great deal on um, federal ammo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bought some 9mm, which I didn't need, but well, you never have too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, 380 ammo. Okay. And um, something else. 22 ammo. Oh, you got 22? 1,600 rounds of 22. All right. And then, uh, like I said, I've been looking at a GPS. I've had one in my life. It was bought about 25 years ago. It's pretty out of date at this point. Yeah. So I've been looking at them and reading about them and this and that. Well, they had a Garmin 64S on sale yesterday for 189 that is wow. no, normally right at 300 bucks. Um, that's a pretty good discount. Yep. So uh I and I actually stood there. Carl was there and and so I actually pulled up a review um that somebody had done on that particular item an individual and I was like okay. So I bought it. Well good. And at least you won't get won't get lost in the woods or no. And I'll put it under the I'll put it I put stuff under the tree to me yeah and never you know don't sign it and and let the rest of the family try to figure out where it came from yeah came from Santa Santa did oh speaking of which Christmas is coming up and uh, I uh, actually was in Sportsman's Warehouse earlier last week uh, looking for some uh, items that I needed. And I found exactly what I needed at Sportsman's. I got a new uh, hunting pack um, that I threw all my gear in for the rifle hunt on the 17th and uh, picked up uh, a couple other things. So I was very glad to get this pack that I had been eyeing for a little while. So Cool. Anyway. It's going to serve dual purposes. It's going to be a hunting pack, and then not hunting season, it's going to be a fishing pack. So... It's going to be an outdoor. Pack. I had one request, not to let you talk about fishing as much. Uh, from who? Somebody. Somebody. Okay. Well, somebody's wrong because we've got... Anonymous. Okay. Well, Anonymous, uh, we do have some actual outdoor fishing news. Oh, boy. Uh, yes. The TWA has announced its 2018-2019 winter trout stocking schedule. And they plan to release approximately 90,000 rainbow trout into Tennessee waters beginning late November through March. Um, The trout will average 10 inches in length. The daily krill limit is 7, and there is no size limit. Anglers are reminded that a trout license is needed in addition to your regular fishing license. Locally uh, participating in the urban trout stocking, uh, Wednesday, uh, January 2nd, 2019, Lake Junior will be stocked. And then again on Wednesday, February 6th, Lake Junior will be stocked. For a complete uh, information and location of all stocking places, go to tnwildlife.org, and you can see what, where, what, where, and who they're stocking, including several tailwaters and warm water streams. So, moving on. Um, no, 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 no. No, we're moving on. No, we're not moving on. 
Like Junior, huh? Yep. You ready? Nope. We keep talking about we're going to go. Not going. Yes, you are. No. You won't walk home from there. Yeah, I could. I didn't say you couldn't. I said you won't. Mm, probably not. So if I park there and go fishing, you'll go fishing too. Because you're not going to let me get in there and catch fishing, you know it. Mm, that's true. That is true. I will give you that. So we can go to Lake Junior yeah. fishing. They stock on January 2nd. Oh, by the way, Lake Junior is only open on Friday, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. I so. see people violate that one quite a bit. Yeah. So January 6th, right? 2nd. No. You can't fish on the 2nd. Oh, it's Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you were looking at... 3rd, 4th, 5th, January 5th, Saturday after the show. We're going to go fishing at Lake Junior. Rah, rah. Bring your fly rod. I will. Or bring your your spinning rod with a can of corn. Not a chance on God's green earth. (laughs) You're a snob. I am not a snob. I I disagree with urban trout stocking. I just disagree with it. It's a waste of resources. I mean, there's a lot of money spent raising these trout, and then they put them in a place where they cannot and will not reproduce, and they're going to die. They don't have to reproduce because they're going to be fried. (laughs) I got that part, but there's no chance of any survival of these. They don't have to survive. They're going to be caught and fried. Assuming they're not caught, there's no chance of survival, and you're not going to catch all nine, what was it, 90,000? You know, here's where I disagree with that. Uh, with you. All right. I have never gone over there and seen a bunch of dead trout floating around the, the edge of the lake. No. They sink to the bottom. They don't. Dead bodies rise at the top. Normally, but the swim bladders on a fish, can, they cause them to go up and down in the in the, in the uh, so water when, column. So when it dies, it just fills up with water and sinks it? Pretty much, yeah. Either that or whatever else is in Lake Junior gets them, either the catfish or whatever's down there at the bottom you're just you're making this up this morning. i'm not lake junior Mm-mm. i'm excited Mm-mm. you're not they could take these ninety thousand fish and put them in other streams where they have a possibility of surviving and get bigger instead of being 10 inches next year they're 12 inches or but 14. if if i'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on recruitment of of new sports people mm-hmm. that's what this is what this is marketing that's all it is it is i'll give you that it is a good recruiting tool all right we agree on that fishing on the fifth we'll be right back <laughs> tony sanders outdoors sportsman's warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment no matter the season sportsman's warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure if you're a hunter angler boater hiker camper or need clothing or shoes sportsman's warehouse has just what you need if you're looking for a firearm sportsman's warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store now if you don't see one you want you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6700 guns offered online then you can have it shipped directly to the store everyday low prices no shipping charges and no processing fees don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. 
Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Wrapping up the first hour here. I think when we come back, we're going to talk about this story about the uh, Hunter Protection Act. Okay. Um, And we'll kind of get into some of that. And if you haven't caught the story, a woman was charged with violating Tennessee Hunter Protection Act. Uh, Then we also have some other stories around. Uh, But what uh, she did was basically harass hunters by taking their dogs uh, and then I read some stories on Facebook uh, comments in Richard Richard wrote an article I guess this is Richard article read and uh, Richard Sims and some guys talked about you know different things that they have faced with their dogs and stuff like that mm-hmm. so and uh, one one guy had now if you've ever been around somebody that has hunting dogs hounds and stuff these dogs are extremely expensive yes and extremely well taken care of well taken care of but they happen to look like they're malnourished all the time because they're so thin uh but they eat like horses and they just they run so much energy and uh but they actually had somebody call call the humane society or whoever it is they stupid people call um I said that out loud. Yeah, a little bit. I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll agree with you on it. Uh, they 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 called somebody, um, and um, and and said the dogs were malnourished and and you know under hadn't been taken care of and they were gonna they weren't gonna give the dogs back. And and this was a a, a highly uh, well taken care of hunting dog. I think it had a GPS tracker on it too. It did. It did. So yeah, that tells me that dogs. Yeah, that tells me that dogs not. Yeah, I've got a GPS tracker so I can see exactly where the dog's going. And uh, yeah, I don't care about that at all. So all right, so we'll do all that when we come back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Have a good break. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. 
Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Boy, that really deep, didn't it? You really do sound like Barry White this morning. It's not my choice. I'm sure it's not. But it is what it is. Um... We're going to do our annual things we need for the holidays list next week. Mm-hmm. We're going to come with ten piece, or what are we going to do? Ten a piece sounds good. And I want everybody to kind of let me know what you think. Yeah, they can let us know on Facebook this week, or even yep. during the show next week. Yeah. What is what tops your Christmas wish list? And I went out and bought one of them yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> So well, we can. We GPS can is off the list. Okay, GPS. No, is no, it won't be. I'll leave it on the list. Uh, it'd be interesting. I haven't figured out exactly what I'm going to do with it yet. Mm-hmm. And that was my struggle yesterday. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm chit chatting with Carl, uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundations over there, and they're selling their chances on their guns and memberships and all that stuff. And we're just chit chatting, and I'm like. Why do I need a GPS? Because one of the things that Carl said is you don't see as many people buying GPSs because of cell phones. Mm-hmm. Well, the map program in my cell phone is really cool, but it has very little to do with off-road. So I'm looking at the GPS as a tool for being out in the woods. I would agree with that. So, um, I don't know. It just, it was... I pulled up the Maps app when I was uh, hunting last weekend, and... It was close, but there were roads that I knew were there that weren't on the map, and so I put it on the terrain, and it didn't really show terrain. I mean, a good topo map is is better to have, knowing that there's a mountain behind me and not just, you know, there's a 500-foot mountain or whatever the case Well, and the guy was telling me that that was, you know, showing me the different ones. He was, he said he uses it when he goes out west with his father uh, just to make sure they stay off private land. Well, yeah, that's probably really good, too. And the boundaries are probably a lot more accurate than my cell phone. I would think. So I'm thinking, you know, my next trip is probably a bird hunting trip. So getting a map for South Dakota or Kansas, wherever I'm headed. Probably a good call. 
Definitely so, a good call. Anyway, I did buy. I, I sprung for it. I bought it. So. And was that a really good price at Sportsman's too? It was. I had gift cards and a combination of everything. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I didn't find much. <laughs> Except as I told my three wife. boxes of ammo's, one GPS, partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, and the ammo has a rebate too. So I got sixty dollars coming back. Oh, that's even better. On the rebate. Um, so yeah, that's really good. I like. I that. renewed my membership to Rocky Mountain. Out. Oh, I'm sure Randy appreciated that. Save me for getting it later. Cool. So I did that. I always, I, I, and I know I, it's your favorite time of the year. Not so much mine, but your favorite time of the year. Banquet season's coming up, and I always renew it all the. That's how I know when my membership is up because I love the way that uh, Wild Turkey, uh, all the rest of the organizations do a membership at their right. banquet. That's how I know when my uh, right. membership's up. So, gotcha. The only problem is if I miss one of their banquets, I don't renew my membership. That can be a problem. Yes, that's true. I was looking on uh, on Facebook, and there's every once in a while there's some good questions. And this was this was actually in uh, in one group that I'm a member of, and that's uh, uh, Wild Bird Hunters. Mm-hmm. And the question was, I, I've been taking three different guys with me for about three or four years hunting, uh, about ten outings a season. Two of the three have made the decision to purchase dogs, which I think is a great decision. Because not only do they have their own dogs now, they have their own hunting spots too. But the third guy, he buys everything under the sun, but uh, keeps putting off buying a, a bird dog. My question is, would you continue to take this guy hunting with you, or would you tell him he can't go until he gets a dog? We're hunting my spots every time we're out, and I kind of feel like he would benefit more from the sport if he had a dog in his own spots to hunt. I need feedback. Hmm. That's kind of how I reacted when I read it. Yeah, that I don't know about that. That That's an awful weird question. Well, but when you think about it, you know, wild birds are not as easy to hunt, at least for us. I don't know where this dude is. Let me see if I can figure out where he's where he's where in, where in the world he is. Uh, I can't figure out where he's at. I hate it when they change stuff. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, you know, you get out west and uh, oh here it's beautiful profile. That makes it difficult. He is. Uh, he's got beautiful German German short hair. He's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, where the wind comes to us. All right, so he's from Oklahoma, so he's out in bird territory. So do you disinvite your guy because he won't go buy a dog? I don't know. Encouraging somebody to... A dog is a commitment. It is a... It's a huge commitment. Yeah, it's in both time, effort, especially the training of a bird dog. And, you know, the guy may not be... want that type of commitment. He may, you know, I don't know... That's encouraging somebody to take on that type of commitment. I disagree with it, but that's my initial gut knee jerk reaction. Here, there's, and, and I understand your your 
love um, your circle of people who love bird hunting is pretty small yeah but I'm as huge of an advocate of bird hunting as anybody you probably know true I don't have a bird dog but the reason I don't have a bird dog is simple I do not have the time to commit to training a bird dog I have dogs I've had dogs I've got a awesome dog now who actually pointed the other day at a bird at the bird feeder but anyway still um, I, I play with him all the time I work with him I'm, I'm constantly working with him but it's still only a, a, a fraction of the time it takes to get a bird dog trained and on top of that you got to be where you can go all the time right I have a hard time with that I do too I want I want a bird dog but until some things change in my life I'm not going to get one I agree with you on that I think that's a that's a I disagree with that statement on Facebook that's one of those you know if it's on Facebook it must be true no well here's the question he was asking a legitimate question um now in he clarified it a little more for me a little bit further down in there now it's getting a little bit different and basically what he said is he's hunting with some other people as well and i think he's going back to my spots now see that's a whole different animal yes that okay that that throws a new wrinkle in the situation so now i'm asking the full disclosure question okay not only is he not buying and just hunting my spots with my dogs and me but now he's going hunting with someone else, and, oh, I know this spot to go to, so let's go over there. Right. Now I have a problem with that. Yeah, that I have, a pro- that I have an issue with. It's like, it, you, could, you could say, you could, in my case, you could uh, take out the word dog and put boat. Mm-hmm. Somebody takes me on their boat fishing. They take me out fishing for the day. I go out with, an, and I'm not going to buy a boat, but I got another friend who's got a boat, and I say, hey, I know a really good spot to fish where you took me out in your boat right same thing that's a problem yeah that that that's not right there's a hunter code and the fisher code and he violated it he needs to have his hunter code card revoked (laughs) like a man card his hunter card yeah his hunter card revoked or something like that no no you know and those are things that you get to face yeah and i mean there's been i mean we all face ethical or we've all been out and we've all thought of things like uh there's been a few times when i've been fishing and somebody walks into a hole that i'm casting into and they just wade into the river do you say something or do you not you know same thing it's you know at that point so hey corky hey buddy how you doing i'm good and yourself fine plain and simple you need to get a new friend. No ifs, <laughs> no ands, no buts, no BS. All right, so you need well, a different friend. Hold on a second, okay. Corky. Hold on now. When do I need a new friend? When he brought somebody into my hunting home? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. That was, not only is he mooching off your goodwill, right? But real outdoorsmen know the unwritten. You don't go back to another person's spot, particularly if, he, if your friend has been kind enough to include you in his hunts. 
get a new friend. Period. I, I, you know what, Corky? This is almost as bad as messing with your wife. I mean, it's the same concept. Yeah, I, I'm, well, it is. In some I, cases, it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys, I'll let you go. Thanks, Corky. Take care, Corky. Uh, he may be right. It may be worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. Situation dependent. It could be. <laughs> no, I, I, he was right. I mean, yeah, your 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 ethical hunter card needs. To be so, have you ever had that happen to you? Have you ever had somebody go back to one of your fishing spots where you took them? I can't recall. Um, most of the again, most of the water. I don't. It's not you know. It's not private land or it's all public land. But I mean, I know a few holes here and there. But everybody knows them. So it's like that's just like all right. But if I went out fishing with uh, Jeff Reed, which I did, mm-hmm. and we end up winning a tournament with right a hole that he knew of. So now is that is that if I'm in another tournament, am I am I am I violating that confidentiality if I go back to that hole? Hmm. And I don't think so as much there because no. fish move all the time. Right. Now, if he's in a tournament, I might not do it. Right. But it, it, you see what I'm saying? I do. I do. But now, if 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 I've if I've got a secret fishing hole, like a pond, that that's like you go you go in here, you you anchor to that tree, you tie to that tree, right? You cast, you know, forty eight degrees off of that tree for, uh, you know. And then you count it down. Thirty-three yards, and, and you, you count, count down. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm getting. It's getting a little. It's getting a little much. Yeah. That that's pushing the boundaries of it. And, and at that point, I'm going to agree with Corky. Yeah, you need a new friend if you see somebody using your exact tactic. I've had people. You know, I've given them flies. You know, I'll, I'll give if somebody's not doing well on a river, and I'm there, and I'm doing well. You know me. I'll just go give them a couple of flies and say, Hey, here, try this. But when they start putting these flies on the internet, yes, saying. Oh, I did really well on this particular pattern that I tied up, and I'm looking at it going, "I know that's mine. I know that's mine." You know, that's when yeah, I get a little irked. You comment on Facebook stuff like that? Uh, I want to, but normally I don't. That's where you. Hey, man, how'd you tie that? How did you get that little? (laughs) Good call. That should have done that. How did you tie that up? Man, where'd you find that interesting hackle? What is that hackle? Sandhill Crane, how'd you get a hold of that? <laughs> we'll be right back. It's always under construction for all my weapons of bass destruction. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Hickson Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hey, is your wife tired of being around you? This is not a commercial. I'm sorry. I'm asking. Uh, yes. She was actually tired last weekend, and 
the weekend before the 17th, she kind of said at one point during the week, when are you going hunting? Oh. What are you doing today? Today? Yeah. Uh, don't know yet. Hadn't made plans. The preview of that Hunt and Burrow uh, auction is today from 10 to 3. Ooh. I'm bit, I've, I've got four things I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about going by and checking them out and actually looking at them in person. Cool. Last time I was down there, they had some... Uh, was for the, I attended the uh, outdoorsman sale that they had, and mm-hmm. man, the guns they had, oh my gosh, they had tables and tables and tables of guns. Well, that is one of the things I'm looking at. Oh, that's a very nice desk. Sorry. I mean, chair. God. <laughs> uh, let's check out that. Oh, wow. Would that not be befitting to me? Yes, most definitely. So, that's one of the things I'm looking at. I'm not going to show you anything else, because you may say it, too. It was a chair. Chair. Very nice chair. So anyway, I'm thinking about going down there and checking it out. See what? Cool. I'm bidding on tomorrow night. 6.30 p.m. Absolutely. Can't wait. That's what I need. It's more furniture. <laughs> but that that is actually pretty stuff. That is. So, all right. Uh, where are we at? Where are we going? We were talking about, oh, here we go. Woman charged with violating Tennessee Hunter Protection Act. Now, when did that act go into place? Do you know? Was it about two or three years ago? Yeah, I was thinking it was about three years ago. So anyway, basically it says um, uh, you cannot interfere with someone who is legally hunting mm-hmm. in the state of Tennessee. Pretty much. Now, uh, according to TWRA, on November 2nd, Sandra Lucille Inman of Knoxville interfered with a legal bear hunt by catching and stealing a bear hunting dog from a marable hunter during a hunt. Inman has been charged with theft of property, violation of the Hunter Protection Act, and removal of a transmitting collar. Inman has not been assigned to court date. Um, now, these dogs, as we were talking about earlier, these dogs are several thousand dollars. You talk about a bear dog. Yeah. I mean, they have to be smart. They have to know how to stay away from the bear. They know how to chase the bear, uh, how not to get squished when the bear falls out of the tree. And uh, they got to be in top shape, too. And they're in unbelievable shape. So what she did, the way I remember it is, she actually captured the dog then took the collar off so the owner could not find it. Correct. Now, scroll back up a little bit. Now, the Hunter Protection Act says a person who performs any of the following commits a Class C misdemeanor. Interferes with the lawful taking of a wild animal by another with intent to prevent that taking. Disturbs or engages in an activity that will tend to disturb wild animals with intent to prevent their lawful taking. Disturbs another person who is engaging in lawful taking of wild animals or who is engaged in the process of taking with intent to dissuade or otherwise prevent the taking, enters or remains upon public land or upon private land without the permission of the owner or the agent with the intent to violate this section, fails to obey the order of a, uh, a peace officer, 
to stop whatever they're doing or uses a drone with the intent to conduct video surveillance of our private citizen who are lawfully hunting or fishing without obtaining the written consent of the person being surveilled. There you go. That's what the Hunter Protection Act is. And she violated that. Now, they also charged her, go back up, they charged her with uh, uh, stealing a bear hunting dog. That's got more teeth, I think, than the hunter protection violations. Yeah, th- I would think so. Because that would be, uh, what is it, grand, grand larceny? Uh, yeah. Wh- is, what is it they call it when you steal over 500 bucks? It's a felony, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I think it is grand larceny. Maybe. Uh, anyway. Grand theft, grand theft puppy? I don't know. <laughs> grand theft auto. Uh, <laughs> grand, grand theft dog. Uh, anyway, the, you know, that one probably has more teeth, I guess. I don't know what the circumstances of her stealing of that bear dog was. I don't know. I just think, I mean, you know, if she's anti-hunting, fine, be anti-hunting. But, you know, now there's a law that says, hey, don't mess with us. Um all these tree-hugging, otter-scrubbing, crystal-wearing, long-haired communists out there that decide to protest, hey, knock yourself out. Go protest. Don't throw rocks in the water while I'm trying to fish. Don't be. Don't send your kids out, you know, to in an area where there's a tournament going on to have them purposely get in the way of somebody fishing. Don't mess with people who are hunting. And I don't, I don't understand this woman's logic. I'm going to catch the dog and save the bear. No, no, you can't do that. He, It is legal to take a bear. You may not agree with it, but it's legal. Leave leave us alone. We don't mess with you. You right. don't mess with us. And now we have a law that says, hey, you can't mess with us. And I like that. But. Yeah. Now, one of the comments that was made in uh, Richard's article was that um, it, you know, it, the guy implied that it's never enforced. Now, there's always, well, I'll get to that in a second. So he implied it's never enforced. Well, I can think of two incidences involving waterfowl hunters uh, in Hamilton County in the last 12 months where it was enforced. One was a uh, some young guys that were um, hunting legally. They were 130-something yards from someone's, the nearest house. Uh, they were in a cove, and uh, they were harassed, mm. and citations were issued. There was also a person who was harassing hunters near Chester Frost State Park, or County Park. Hmm. That was issued notice of violation of the law it may i mean those are two that you know of and this one you know in the state would make three there may be others that we don't know about because the the the, in this one the theft of property that's going to be a bigger charge you know sure you can tack on these other things but you know they're going to get convicted of the big charge and and they're going to go for the win on that one now if it's just if you're just doing the violation of the hunter protection act that one may or may not stick situation dependent but you can't get her on theft of property so you know i say hey add it on and you know see if it'll stick because that she knew what she was doing when she removed that collar she knew what she was doing absolutely and you know i'm sorry you can't do that anymore and i guess i'm of the logic 
and I'm using, I guess, common sense, which apparently uh, Miss Inman of Knoxville doesn't have. If I see a hunting dog, I would assume that there's a hunter nearby. And if he's a hunter, he's probably got a gun. I'm not going to mess with his stuff. I'm not, I know hunters are ethical and wouldn't probably do anything because we're really nice guys. We got big hearts. We love to, being outdoors. But I'm not going to mess with somebody who's got a gun. I'm sorry. That's just asking for it. I don't disagree. You know, this, you know, I, I don't understand that one. And then we got this other idiot. Which other idiot? The entire city of Ann Arbor, oh, Michigan. We'll get to them after the break. Oh, okay. We got a break. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break and then we talk about Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor and New York. New York and Ann Arbor. Who would have ever thought that? We'll be right back. Well, my baby, she's been watching all my hunting videos. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Now, you want, me, you, want, you want me to watch me give a, a radio host a heart attack? Sure. You know, coming up after my show is Outside with Cindy, and she's got some guests coming in, right? And, right. And I just stole one of them and brought him into the studio. Yep. Yeah, her heart just stopped right then. It just did. But, Cindy, I am not going to talk to him about what you're talking to him about. I'm going to talk to him about something else. And, uh, and I have a, I've known her for uh, known you for a long time, so I have a right to do this. <laughs> We're going to talk rabbit hunting. You know, I was just thinking this morning as I'm driving in. Uh, Thanksgiving just came by, and when I was a child, we would always go rabbit hunting on Thanksgiving. It was just a tradition. And you're Dean uh, Dean Morehouse. You're the only person I ever talked to about rabbit hunting anymore. I just don't hear that. Me- well, Mike Bell, Senator Mike Bell, rabbit hunts, and so he's the, there's two. Well, I'm I'm glad to know there's at least two of us left. You know, Tony. Uh, I think everybody grew up. Your first hunting trip was either squirrel hunting or rabbit hunting, and uh, the habitat for rabbits 
and the number of predators, hawks, owls, coyotes in particular, uh, you know, it's pretty tough on the small game hunters now. Uh, uh, there's just not that many places to hunt uh, around here. The um, I think rabbit hunting would be an awesome way to introduce youth. Uh, personally, I and, and we've talked about this. So many people are so hung up on deer hunting and all that. And and, and again, I have nothing against deer hunting. I deer hunt. I, I, I grocery shop in the deer stand. Okay, but deer hunting was not and is not the thing that just drives me to the core. It's just not. Uh, but small game, squirrel, rabbit, bird. What a way to introduce the a youth to hunting. And we just don't see that as much anymore. And rabbit is one that, that I miss. I mean, I literally remember my, my grandfather had a uh, about a 34-inch barreled side-by-side shotgun. And after all the grandkids and all of his sons would shoot and miss, he would unload that thing, at, you know, like sound like a bazooka going off. And, and you just see the, the rabbit rolling. And he just he loved rabbit hunting, and uh, and that's one of the few memories I have of my grandfather. You know, Tony, there's another aspect to rabbit hunting too, and that's watching the dogs work. Yes, you know, there's a lot of training involved, and anymore, I don't kill the rabbits because there's so few places to hunt. If right. You go kill your rabbits, you have no place to train or condition your dogs, but. Uh, it takes several years to develop a top-notch dog, and uh, and you have I, you have top-notch dogs. I have done this all my life, Tony. I won the AKC World Nationals in 2000. I placed uh, second once, fourth uh, twice, and and fifth once, and uh, was inducted in 2008 into the Hall of Fame, uh, Hounds and Hunting Magazine's Hall of Fame as a uh, rabbit hunter and breeder. Right. It, do, do you see it turning around? <clears throat> Tony, loss of habitat, um, other areas, more rural areas, uh, we see, you know, about the same numbers, but overall across the United States, our numbers are dwindling even at the AKC field trials. Do we, uh, do we still have some trials in the area? Yes, we have two clubs. Uh, we have East Tennessee Beagle Club and Hiawassee Beagle Club. Uh, uh, the American Kennel Club allows us to have uh, two competition trials, license trials for points uh, per year. And right. we are presently holding those at McGee-Carson Wildlife Management Area up in Von Ork, Tennessee. I think we had one up at uh, Uchi this year, too, didn't we? Uh, or... Not not rabbit trial. Uchi uh, would permit that, uh, but we haven't, uh, we haven't pursued that. The McGee-Carson is ideal, okay. and it is set aside just for small game. All right, I'm about to get chastised here, I think, being. Hi, Cindy. Hey there. Hey, I'm just pulling in, but I wanted to chime in. I love that you stole my guest because <laughs> both of my children, their first hunting experiences were hunting rabbits out in West Texas. Gotcha. It's an incredible way to introduce them to hunting. 
that's my two cents worth this uh, morning. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I knew what Dean was in here to talk with you about, and I wasn't going <laughs> to. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to steal that part of your show, but I, I couldn't pass up having oh. Dean Dean walk in here early. So. Oh, that's this is you're just warming it up for me. That's awesome. <laughs> and Gene, I look forward to talking to you here for too long. You too, Cindy. Be careful. All righty, bye bye. You know, there you go. There's Cindy talking, and again, she has outside with Cindy that comes on right after this show. She's talking about her kids learning uh, or being exposed to to hunting firsthand with uh, with with deer. Uh, I'm going to my grandson's, who's eight, who we we are. You know his his dad and I sit down and uh, kind of looked at his little arsenal. His uh, and said, "All right, what can we? How can we start with him?" But we're going to uh, introduce him to squirrel hunting. Um, and I'm going to until he's probably twelve, thirteen years old. I'm going to make him ask me to go deer hunting uh, because you know I want to explain to him it, it's it's not it's it, it's a lot of sitting and and you have to be quiet and all that. And one thing I do with with squirrel and uh, and rabbit, I think uh, squirrel a little bit more than rabbit, but with rabbit, like I said, watching the dogs, introducing them to the dogs, uh, introducing them to safety, how not to shoot the dog. Uh, that's one of the things I teach them in, in hunter safety. There's a, a a scene where they actually show rabbit dogs, and and it's a shoot or don't shoot scenario, and the and the young man's gun crosses the the dog about three times. And it's like, all right, do you shoot or not? You know, no, you don't shoot. You never and, shoot. And so, and so we get into that. But I think it's such a great opportunity to introduce a youth person or a youth. Another, another key point on rabbit hunting too. Uh, when I take new folks, uh, I ask you, don't shoot on the jump. You always give the rabbit a sporting chance because. Does two things. It's no fun to just jump a rabbit and shoot it. You can do that anywhere. You actually go to watch the dogs work. So right. when you jump a rabbit, you don't shoot immediately because it startles the dogs. They're not like bird dogs where, you know, they're trained to be motionless and you shoot right over top of them. The dogs, uh, you know, they're tracking the rabbit. He's normally 30 to 40 yards in front of them. They're running a scent trail. And by nature, a rabbit will make about a half a mile circle and come right back pretty close to where you jumped him. And that's when you get your shot. That's your safe shot. My uh, wife's uncle, or my wife's uncle, yeah, was a big rabbit hunter in Middle Tennessee. Had a stable of beagles, and I remember seeing all of his beagle dogs. He was a big, big rabbit hunter. He has since passed on, and like you said, it's kind of a dying tradition. Do Let me ask a novice question as far as rabbit hunting goes. I know beagles are probably the preferred dog. Does anybody use anything else to run beagles? Because I love to, like you said, right. when I go bird hunting, I love to watch the dogs work. Do they use any other type of hound to hunt? Uh, not that I'm familiar, of course. Uh, you know, just like uh, through selective breeding, we have developed dogs that only point birds. We have coon dogs that only bark on coon. Uh, fox dogs that only bark on fox, the same thing on a beagle. And I say, when I say bark, uh, that is a signal to their pack mates that they've located a scent trail. So if the dog isn't barking, he's hunting for a trail. 
when he locates a trail, he barks to communicate with the pack. Hey, I need some help. Come come help me out. I've located game. Well, Dean, thank you so much. We've got a break coming up here in just a few minutes. But I appreciate you uh, you coming in and, uh, and and letting me steal you into the studio for a few minutes. And I'd love to have you come back and talk uh, a whole show on, on rabbit hunting. Just any time, Tony. It's a pleasure to be here. And, uh, and, I, and, and I'll say this, too. I'd like to actually go out and, and hunt with you um, and 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 talk about coming in and doing the show. How's that? That'd be great. Like that would be idea. great. I like this. I like this idea. All right, man. All right, we're going to go pay a bill, final bill of the morning. When we come back, we'll be wrapping up the show. Dean, thank you so much for jumping in here. And you can hear more on what Dean's really in here to talk about uh, and outside with Cindy. And this has to do with the WWTA, like you called in a couple of weeks uh, on the water quality and stuff. So we'll catch up with Dean here in just a few minutes. Thank you. It's worth a bunch of money, but it damn sure ain't for sale. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up this Saturday morning, Thanksgiving weekend. That's kind of cool to get Dean in here talking about rabbits. Yeah, it was really great. I, I wish I had his phone here. I would play the the dogs chasing the uh, the rabbits. That yep. was that was way cool. He we played that during the break, and uh, he had what four puppies that were in and it was in the starting stage. They were funny. I love to hear the beagles bay. Just that that hound when they get on it. That uh, of course I love the dogs. So absolutely so. Uh, yeah, that's that was that was cool. Thanks so much, Dean, for jumping in here and in uh, in doing that. And we are going to get him back on I, I, again. Rabbit hunting is something that is uh, not discussed day in day out, and it is an awesome way to get youth involved. And you get a great meal. I actually went uh, rabbit hunting in Oklahoma, and we brought a friend of mine and I from college. We got a few rabbits, and his mom made rabbit dumplings, which I had never had before, and they were awesome mm-hmm. i've had rabbit fingers too which is basically like chicken fingers but right. rabbit oh it's really good stuff i had rabbit dumplings all right see we're in food all right we're in we're in normal mode now yeah now we're back to food all right ann arbor gets stupid with the uh, new york city oh gosh ann arbor michigan ann arbor is planning to kill up to 150 more deer this january in the city's fourth annual deer call before that, the city plans to conduct another round of non-lethal sterilization of female deer to surgically remove their ovaries, continuing a two-pronged approach to population control. Steriliz- sterilizations are expected to take place at the end of the month. 
Uh, the city council voted 8-2 Thursday night to approve $182,000 on their deer management plan while extending a contract with White Buffalo, Inc. to take out the rest of the deer in the areas. But it gets better than that. Oh, yes, it does. Uh, there was a lot of debate on the Thursday night meeting because the city's deer management program has been controversial, leading to protests, legal debates, and lawsuits. Well, here's the best part. Several of the uh, newly elected uh, commissioners said that they don't really need to spend that money on deer. They also need to spend that money on climate control and sustainability. Global warming. Yep. Yep. One of the quotes by one of the commissioners said, deer management is nice to have, while saying climate change action is a must-have. Mm-hmm. These people went from deer to climate change in the same thing. Now, first of all, these idiots are trying to give deer, and it says here, over... Let me try this again. Uh, over, overectomies. Not overectomies. Overectomies? Over... Muzzleloader. Yeah, they're taking out the ovaries. That doesn't work. It didn't work in New York. It's not going to work here. You call in all these sharpshooters, send out permits, let people hunt in urban areas with a bow. State gets the money, problem solved, everybody's happy, and somebody gets a meal. Make me make me mayor of Ann Arbor. I just solved the problem. Well, thank you, Mayor. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> Anything else? No, I'm just sick of these tree-hugging idiots. Well, that's okay. They're, they're allowed to be that. True. They're, they're not here. True. All right. Hey, we're, we've got to wrap it up. We have, uh, good Lord, we have just about a minute left. Uh, don't forget to head out to our friends at Sportsman's Warehouse. This is a great opportunity to get those everything that you need uh, for the outdoor person in your life, whether it's kayaks, whether it's GPSs, whether it's firearms. Uh, they got some really cool firearms I looked at yesterday. I didn't buy any. I didn't buy any, though. You'd be impressed. You're waiting for Santa to buy them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but get out there and check them out. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Make Carl happy. Go out there and tell him Tony Sanders said, take care of me. They got plastered all over the, the, the front entrance now. 5% competitor price matching. It's mm-hmm. that cool thing. It really is. But you know what I found when I was there? The what? price was already lower than the competitors because I looked it up. No, they're already lower. Awesome. All right, we're done. Have a great weekend. Tony Sanders Outdoors. See you next week. You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.